fear, an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. Today on the Snakes Cast, we're looking at fear in board games. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm Dan. And this is the Snakes Cast, Halloween edition. <laughs> So, today on the Snakes Cast, we're going to take a look at spooky games. And uh, and not just spooky-themed games, because there are tons of games that do horror th- as their theme. We want to take a look at games that do fear. How can games do fear? Can games do fear at all? Is the debate we're having right now. It's tough to say, too. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of elements that I think... Um, can be incorporated in a game to create unpleasantness, but not necessarily fear. Right, like Pie Face. Right. Which uh, is a game that, it's it's one of those things that straddles the line between game and toy, and uh, you the, the consequence for failure in this thing is a pie full of, I mean, whipped cream or whatever you've put in the pie plate. So for a Halloween edition, you might fill it with, like, wasps. Don't do that <laughs> at home. And uh, there's a lot of tension in games, and there's quite often the sense that a character might be injured or you might lose the game but the stakes aren't necessarily there as the physical element that comes with actually having fight or flight response yeah i think outside of playing board games for for out of game stakes you know playing poker for money for example very little gets me actually genuinely wound up about the consequences of a game and playing for money gets me so wound up that i just don't ever play poker or anything like it so how do we talk about uh, how horror-themed games specifically can possibly replicate the human reaction, fear? Well, stress is interesting, right? Because fear is sort of fight or flight, right? It's something that triggers your need to, to panic, get out of there, fight, maybe freeze, whatever. Uh, but part of that is just stress and tension, and specifically rising stress and tension. And one of my favorite... Halloween themed games and it's sort of nominally Halloween themed because it's also been rethemed as bad luck and sprinkle donuts um, but uh, my uh, one of my favorite spooky themed games is Reiner Knizia's Poison uh, which is a card game where we are three to six spooky wizards and we're putting spooky potion ingredients in spooky cauldrons and each cauldron can hold a maximum of 13 points of cards, with the cards having between 1 and 7 points worth of potion ingredient on them. If you play a card into a cauldron that causes it to go over 13, you take all the cards that were in there, leave the one behind that you played, and we keep going, with cards being worth penalty points at the end of the round. And as much as it is so abstract that it has been rethemed as Friday the 13th and Baker's Dozen, respectively... It does a sense of rising tension, right? We're, we're all sort of collectively freaking out as we all play cards into cauldrons, seeing them top up towards 13 and wondering which one of us is going to be in the party seat uh-huh, when all three of them are at 13 and you have to eat something. Oh, drink your mistakes. Drink your mistakes, <laughs> as, as I sometimes say when I teach the game. So tension and fear and a spooky Halloween theme with an awesome Reiner Knizia-looking wizard on the cover. But again, not not. Fear, per se. Yeah, yeah. I think that sort of element of um, not being the one wanting to tip something over, you know, brings in a lot of other things, too. Quite often, uh, you see people being very tense about a game like Jenga or that kind of thing. People get so wound up about Jenga. It's amazing. Usually at, at Snakes, at the cafe, 
the the crash of a Jenga tower will be accompanied by some like pretty out of hand shrieking. It's it's pretty great, but that ties into dread, uh, which I think originally was published as something called Towers of Terror, and then it got picked up and adapted as Dread. But it's a it's a horror role playing game whose re- uh, whose resolution mechanic is playing Jenga, right, on a slightly messed up tower, basically playing Jenga, and early moves are pretty safe because nobody dies on their first step into the haunted house and. The longer you spend creeping around opening doors like idiots, the uh, the higher the consequence of somebody suffering like heart failure or whatever, represented by the tower coming down, after which you bought some peace. It strikes me as interesting. The So far, mostly we've talked about dexterity games as a thing that incorporates that sort of sense of dread, that sense of pushing a thing over the limit. Yeah. Because the, of the physical reper- repercussions of it, right? Yeah, even if it's not much that's falling, it's still, there's a sense of, oh no, I broke it, that I think taps into kind of our lizard brain around not breaking our things. There's, of course, the pressure of timers, too. A, a good classic horror-themed Halloween game would be something like Nightmosphere or, you know... Nightmosphere? <laughs> Nightmosphere. Uh, atmosphere or Nightmare. Nightmosphere. You could combine them and be Nightmosphere. You can't, you'd need two VCRs. <laughs> so those are both VCR games, yeah. right? Yeah, and I mean, the entire game is played on a time limit where somebody interrupts you and yells at you and forces you to do things. And um, it's, it's a silly game, but it, it does at least have a horror theme attached to it. And that pressure element of not being the one wanting to have your worst fear exposed to the rest of the people at the table. Right. And as much as the visuals are what they are... They're dated. They're... It's, it's, uh, it's, I'd actually kind of like to see um, a couple of like restoration games or something like that pick up uh, one of those titles and sort of recreate that with an actual game behind it now instead of being just a roll and move. Right. Know? With actual terrifying visuals yeah we have the effects now and would be neat to see but uh and as app control comes to more games oh that's a that's great idea kind of the perfect space to do that in or we could dust off the vcrs <laughs> that's a thing we could definitely do so so there are games that are sort of simple rules high tension which is great because i think the the fewer the rules you have to engage with the more the game gets out of the way and lets you freak yourselves out a little the more rulesy a game is, the tougher it is for me to to engage with its theme. Um, I like the others quite a lot. I playtested it. I went whole hog in on the Kickstarter. It has some of the coolest miniatures. This is a, the Others by Eric Lang is a one versus many game where one player controls one of the seven deadly sins having taken over one of the last surviving human cities in a spooky future and everybody else is an agent of an organization trying to just push back against the the tides of Lovecraftian nonsense through an Old Testament kind of aesthetic. The art is beautifully gross and the miniatures are, are gribbly and tentacles coming out of all sorts of places and it's great. It's just rulesy enough that it's hard for me to get freaked out no matter how well it does its theme because I'm constantly having to to remember mechanics. Right. I, I like mechanically robust games. I like rules. Yeah, that, I mean, stuff can be quite often bogged down by having too many moving parts um, versus just having a nice little elegant system that incorporates that. I mean, one versus many games that sort of have spooky themes that are a little less heavy would be something like Letters to Whitechapel, for example. Mm-hmm. Um or a little more heavy, good old Fury of Dracula. Yeah, yeah, I can't talk about that one anymore. Apparently, I mentioned it too much on here. Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, welcome to the Fury of Dracula cast. <laughs> that's definitely what that's called now. One versus many games 
do something really great, though, in terms of creating some tension when you've got one person with a lot of tools and that player is staring you down across the table, looking at a handful of cards that you don't understand and grinning evilly, the rest of the players are going to get a little panicky, particularly when there are you know, four of us, potentially, as in Fury of Dracula or Last Night on Earth, another great horror game that I really love. Oh, last, uh, last Friday, next Friday? Last Friday, yeah, another one versus yeah. many. When the bunch of us are all worrying about one person, panic does something across people who are working together, right? We're in it together, but my panic feeds into yours. And ultimately, that one player has not just the power of probably lots of tools because the one player in those games tends to be pretty powerful, it's also that they can hear the other players talking about their plans. That sense that we are not safe and we don't get secrets from that one mastermind player can be genuinely unnerving, I think. Being hunted. Yep. Join us on uh, Wednesday when we're going to be discussing how cooperative games uh, and one versus many games sort of are setting new realms for these horror-themed games.